what do I do the first three months of building my dream school, my macro school, my homeschool program? What do I need to know? In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the fact that starting a micro school or homeschooling business is a significant endeavor and it does require careful planning and preparation. So in today's podcast, I'm going to share an outline of the first three steps teachers and parents should consider when starting a micro school in 2024. Let's do it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. I definitely want to start off by saying thank you to our wonderful podcast review that is titled Spectacular Information. I just found your podcast and I'm staying. We offer online preschool enrichment programs and printable activities to our students and families. We are exploring the possibilities of opening a micro school in our area. This is going to be a must listen to help us learn more in a shorter time. I cannot say thank you enough for leaving that wonderful podcast review. Not only does it help me and it helps me to keep going and knowing that what I'm sharing is valuable, but it also helps other people know that they are not alone on this endeavor. So if you have not been able to take time to share a podcast review, it would mean so much to me and to other people. I would appreciate it if you go to write a review, you hit the stars, and then you can very easily type as much or as little as you would like. You could just even put good information. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is that you are letting me know how I'm doing. And that means so much to me. Absolutely. So, so incredible. I know that you all like to hear feedback as well. And so this allows the opportunity for you to give me feedback. And of course, I hope that I am five stars for you. And so if you would please let me know, that would be so so appreciative. And of course, I will read your review aloud on the podcast. Now, let's get started in today's episode for a nice outline. We all love an outline, right? Well, I'm here to let you know the first three steps and underneath these steps, it's going to be very important that you take some notes. You can bullet point. So step one, and this is going to take about one to three months. Okay. This is really getting your vision and you're planning underway. So step one, you've got to define your vision because your educational philosophy, your goals, the unique features of your micro school, this all determines and sets your micro school apart from traditional schools and other educational options. You definitely, step two underneath step one, so the second bullet, 
after your vision, you've got to know your target audience. And this is a process that it's not something that just happens in one night. It really does not. And I share that with those who I coach as well, how important it is to take your time on your vision and your target audience, your target market. Now, again, remember that I said that this phase is going to take you about three months. So thinking about the needs and the preferences of the families and the students that you aim to serve, you have to consider the factors like grade levels, your teaching methods, and any specific niche or focus areas that you want to offer. Honestly, that's how I started. But then every single year, I have had to diversify my offer as I grew more into knowing what the community needed. We started off as a full-time micro school. The second year, I added a every other week for a family. The third year, I added a, an option for families to come only on Tuesdays and Thursdays or full-time. And then actually, I then met another family who I let come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I did not start diversifying at the very beginning. Year four, we have quite a bit of diversifying of our offer. One is full-time. Second is part-time academics, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And the third option is just enrichment on Thursdays and Fridays. And on top of that, another option that we are giving is for students and families who live far away that they can be dropped off at my house and can ride in the van. So we have given a lot of options over the years, but we did not start out like that. And honestly, we wouldn't have had that market at the very beginning. You start thinking about it as you throw a pebble into the water and the ripples start inward and then they go outward. And that's exactly what's happening when you're starting your school. You're building it. You're throwing that rock in and your circle is going to be small and you can expand it later. That's the best analogy that I can give as you're thinking about your target audience. Start very small and build out. Now, that doesn't mean start very small and you can only have five kids or three kids. I'm saying let's start with some very, very strong pillars for who you serve. That way your marketing and your messaging is very clear and then you can add on over the next couple of months. So the first couple of months, the first one month one through three, really thinking about these are the families that I'm going to serve. This is what I'm good at. This is what I can offer. These are the grade levels. And then you can build out later. Number or bullet three underneath your vision and your planning is your curriculum. So you definitely want to be researching different curriculums that align with your educational vision. See, a lot of times, <laughs> woo, I work with many teachers and parents that like me. I was like, ooh, I want to teach this and I'm going to use this curriculum and go find all of this. I loved all the bells and the whistles. But the truth is, is that I found that I was almost aligning what I was doing to a specific curriculum or to a specific ideology or specific method. And the truth is, is that I need to know what I'm really good at. And I wanted it to be Montessori. I wanted it to be project-based learning, but I wasn't completely familiar with it. You know, I came from not only teaching students who had special needs and gifted learners, I also went into administration where we were doing a lot of intervention. So the project-based learning was something that I was really passionate about. I had utilized it before in my classroom, but I needed time 
to learn about it. And I'm actually working with a teacher right now who loves the idea of it, but she's really having to educate herself on this process. And that is so admirable is that you are educating yourself, but you can't necessarily start off with something that you've never done before because you start to, you, you don't feel as confident and confidence really carries you when it's time to market for families. So you can utilize this great opportunity to learn and to try different modes of learning and teaching, such as project-based Montessori Waldorf. Those are excellent, excellent. But give yourself some grace because a lot of families aren't going to know what Waldorf-inspired curriculum is. Families don't always understand what project-based learning is. So those can be cherries on top, but really understanding what your curriculum is going to be, what the standards, the customized approach, your resources, your materials, your teaching methods, all of that is very concrete and very helpful when it comes to building out your school. And then bullet point number four are your resource and materials assessment. This is going to be very huge. What do you have and what do you need? But you don't know what you need until you've gone through your vision, you've looked at the families you're going to serve, and you look at the curriculum that you want to use and the methods you want to use. So are you going to need textbooks? Are you going to need a classroom library? Do you need computers? Do you need digital tools? Do you need teaching aids? Do you need classroom space? All of which is extremely important. Now, if you go to our website, teachersletyourlightshine.com, you can find on our resources page, the eight steps to building your micro school. Very, very important. Eight steps. I'm talking to you about step one right now. Step one. Number two. So this is the second step that you're going to need. It's going to take you again, this one to two to three months. So if you've just been, let's just break it down and say step one is one month, your vision and your planning, your vision, your target audience, your researching, your curriculum, and then your resources and materials. Step two, and I don't say that you don't do this until month two. I think that you start flushing things out very, very soundly month two, but you always need to be aware of this. And this is knowing your numbers, knowing financial sustainability, being able to create a plan for long-term financial sustainability. And this may be new to you, okay? Now, there's a difference in knowing what you need to have and making a budget. And there's something different called forecasting. So I work very diligently on numbers with my coaching clients because it allows so much more clarity. I need time to do this with you though. So this often happens in the Jumpstart and the Deluxe Coaching Program. I cannot get through necessarily in a clarity session all that you need to know about your finances. This is a multi-step approach. Now, that's not all I teach whenever I'm working with people one-on-one, but that definitely takes a couple sessions and it's the talking point of every single conversation and every single Zoom meeting I have with my coaching clients is always about finances and helping you to prepare. So, you know, forecasting is different when you're looking at growth and you're really managing your expenses efficiently. But right now, we need to know what you need to make and we need to know what your budget is so that you can 
get this started. We also need to know about resources and funding that we could get up front if necessary. So it's important to note that the time required for financial sustainability is always a work in progress. All of these steps are not linear. They are cyclical. We're always refining our vision and planning. We're always doing that. We're always looking at our financial sustainability, knowing our numbers. And last year I did a marketing series. And before we even got into marketing, class one was knowing your numbers. And I said, I know everybody's here to learn marketing. We cannot market unless we know what we're marketing for. And we need to know how many students we need to market for. And it was very eye-opening. And since then, I've gotten even granular about helping people with their numbers because I needed that myself. And it has given me, honestly, more financial freedom knowing my numbers and doing the hard thing, the things that made me sweat, the things that made me go, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make a spreadsheet about this. I don't know what systems to use. I don't know about profit and loss. I don't know any of that. But now that I know month one of putting a system in place, I saved over $3,000. It was so significant that it really showed me how important it is to know your numbers. And then step three, and again, this is very cyclical is your location. Planning for your location and where it's going to be. And if it's going to be in your house, looking at your space, looking at what you can get rid of, what you can supplement, what you need to go on Facebook Marketplace and find what you need to be asking for donations from, what you need to be looking at Ikea to start off very simple and to make sure that you're you're doing a budget-friendly startup on your location. And then there's also the fact that you may need to go out and research different venues, different facilities, different churches. That's where the destination location letter comes in. And that is exactly what we're going to be talking about in our next episode. We're going to be talking about finding facilities and churches when you have never had to do this before. So stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, give yourself map out three months from now, your vision and your planning, your financial sustainability, and looking at your dream location, and at least give yourself those starting points. I hope this finds you well. Go to teachersletyourlightshine.com and find your map, teachersletyourlightshine.com slash resources. This is your roadmap. And I'm so grateful that I can be here on this journey with you. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.